Bar. This song is called Help Save the Youth of America. Следующая песня называется Помогите спасти молодежь Америки. It's about the problems that young people in America have when they try to act and speak for themselves. Эта песня посвящена тем проблемам, с которыми сталкивается молодое поколение Америки, когда оно пытается выразить свои мечты и чаяния. It could easily be called Help Save the Youth of the Soviet Union. Ее с такой же легкостью можно было бы назвать Помогите спасти молодежь Советского Союза. was Billy Bragg live from Russia off of his EP Help Save the Youth of America that was the title track. Greetings and welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a soundtrack for the resistance, a topical solution for the political revolution. I want to hear from you, so if you like what you hear or even if you don't, you can send me an email at polyrical at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at polyrical and check out the website polyrical.com where you'll find back episodes and you'll find links to uh, submit a song or submit an artist for a, potentially for a future episode. And you'll find some links there as well to make a donation, a one-time donation or a recurring monthly donation to help keep this podcast going. And I appreciate it in advance if you do. Here is Disturbed off of the album Asylum. This is Never Again.
And that will bring us to our topic of the episode. The topic of the episode for this episode is Citizens United. Monday, January 21st is the ninth anniversary of the U.S. Supreme Court's Citizen United ruling. Where ca- and campaign finance watchdogs say it's more urgent than ever to address, quote, the degradation of our democracy and overturn the 2010 decision, which opened the floodgates to unlimited spending by corporate interests and the super wealthy. This piece, the, the couple paragraphs here I'm reading are from a story on Common Dreams, uh, written by Andrea Germanos, called Nine Years After Citizens United Calls to Overturn Horrendous Decision and to Pass Pro-Democracy H.R. 1. H.R. 1 is the uh, House of Representatives bill on elections. The decision by the high court further corrupted democratic process by opening the floodgates to unlimited corporate political spending. Among its critics, the advocacy group Public Citizen, which argued in a Twitter thread that until Citizens United is overturned, the corporate oligarchy will maintain the power to block the policies favored by the majority of Americans from raising the minimum wage to addressing catastrophic climate change, breaking up Wall Street banks to winning Medicare for all. So what is Citizens United? Uh, Here's a, a bit from Wikipedia. Um, In the Citizens United versus the FEC, uh, the conservative nonprofit organization Citizens United wanted to air a film critical of Hillary Clinton and to advertise the film during television broadcasts, which was a violation of the 2002 Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act, commonly known as the McCain-Feingold Act, or BCRA. Section 203 of the Act defined an electioneering communication as a broadcast cable or satellite communication that mentioned a candidate within 60 days of a general election or 30 days of a primary and prohibited such expenditures by corporate by corporations and unions the united states district court for the district of columbia held that uh provision 203 of bcra applied and prohibited Citizens United from advertising the film Hillary the Movie in broadcast or paying to have it shown on television within 30 days of the 2008 Democratic primaries. The Supreme Court reversed this decision, striking down those provisions of BCRA that prohibited corporations, including nonprofit corporations and unions, from making independent expenditures for, quote, electioneering communications. The problem with this that many of us see is that this just opened up the floodgates for what now is widely called dark money, corporations and unions that can flood the uh, elections, flood the, the, the airways and the media with paid advertising um, in support or opposition to particular candidates. While many say this is free speech, is what the um, Supreme Court said in its case, uh, allowing corporate money um, to have such an overwhelming influence over the, the citizens, over the individuals, is detrimental to our democracy. Kicking us off here is Annie C. with from Shadows Insight, This song is called Citizens United. Hypocrisy. 
my birthday party The citizens united Say all people should be free Oh yes they do And that includes AT&T Oh yes it does Not to mention BP Citizens United Put the mark in democracy And that was Roy Zimmerman off his album You're Getting Sleepy with Citizens United. A dissenting opinion by Justice Stevens was joined by Justice Ginberg, Justice Breyer, and Justice Sotomayor. To emphasize his unhappiness with the majority, Stevens read part of his 90-page dissent from the bench. Stevens concurred in the court's decision to sustain BCRA's disclosure provisions, but dissented from the principal holding of the court. He argued that the court's ruling, quote, threatens to undermine the integrity of elected institutions across the nation. The path it has taken to reach its outcome will, I fear, do damage to this institution. He added, quote, a democracy cannot function effectively when its constituent members believe laws are being bought and sold. Stevens also argued that the court addressed a question not raised by the litigants when it found BCRA to be facially unconstitutional and that the majority, quote, changed the case to give themselves an opportunity to change the law. He argued that the majority had expanded the scope beyond the questions presented by the appellant and that therefore sufficient re record for judging the case did not exist. Stevens argued that at a minimum, the court should have remanded the case for fact-finding hearing and that the majority did not consider other compilations of data such as a congressional record for justifying BCRA 203. And so just who is Citizens United? <clears throat> Citizens United's stated mission is to restore the United States government to, quote, citizens control, seeking to, quote, reassert the traditional American values of limited government, freedom of enterprise, strong families, and national sovereignty and security. Citizens United is a conservative political advocacy group organized under Section 501c4 of the Federal Tax Code, meaning that donations are not tax-deductible. To fulfill its mission, Citizens United produces television commercials, web advertisements, and documentary films. David Bossy has been its president since 2000. In 2016, he took a leave of absence to be deputy campaign manager of Donald Trump's campaign for president of the United States. And that'll bring us to the next track. The next track up is by David Rovix off of the album Everything Can Change. This is Corporations Are People Too. A corporation doesn't have to feed a family. A corporation cannot be unemployed. A corporation can't get carpal tunnel syndrome, heart disease, brain tumors, or hemorrhoids. A corporation is set up with one motive And that is not to judge who's right or fair A corporation's only goal is making money That's why a corporation doesn't care A corporation can never sense the breeze upon its skin Never know what it's like to miss a meal A corporation doesn't have to worry Because a corporation cannot feel. A corporation can never know the beauty. It cannot wake up in a grove of ancient trees. It only sees a hundred thousand dollars and some mill jobs it can ship out overseas. A corporation can't care for a child sickened by a toxic oil spill. A corporation only stands to profit From interest on the loan for the hospital bill A corporation never goes to funerals Of any victims who may die along the way A 
corporation cannot feel remorse. A corporation never really has to pay. A corporation doesn't have a mouth, but it often has many a mouthpiece. A corporation cannot suit a gun, but it can employ an army of police. A corporation can never go to prison, no matter how horrible the crime. But a corporation can send lobbyists to Congress to make sure that more of us are doing time. A corporation doesn't feel the pain of a child raised by a TV set. And the corporations will just get bailed out if their clients fall too deeply into debt. Corporations can't be routed up and shot. A corporation can't be tortured through the night. A corporation can't be blown up by an IED. A corporation cannot even see the sight. A corporation can't be killed by a tsunami. A corporation cannot drown beneath the tide. A corporation doesn't care who wins the war If they can just sell weapons to both sides A corporation exists only to make money A corporation never questions why A corporation doesn't suffer consequences Because a corporation doesn't live and doesn't die A corporation doesn't have to feed a family on the hill you and me we ain't invited citizens united the lobbies and the super PACs are all super excited citizens united forget fair play we lost our way that dark day They argued corporations and people are the same Five judges rushed it through in the thick of night Rigged the game Now money equals speech But my speech can't buy a thing We had them on the ropes They bought the referee and ring Charles and David Koch are delighted there's a party on the hill, you and me, we ain't invited. Citizens United. I try to love my country, but my love goes unrequited. Citizens United. Forget fair play. We lost our way. On that dark day Years from now When our children look us in the eye They'll wonder how we could sit back And swallow such a lie A shining city on the hill Forever blighted. There's a party on the hill. You and me, we ain't invited. Citizens United. The lobbies and the super PACs are all super excited. Citizens United. I try to love my country, but my love goes unrequited. Citizens United. And that will wrap up our set on Citizens United and bring us to the middle of our program. Here are a few words 
from Jim Hightower. This is off the album People Are Revolting, in the very best sense of that word. This is the prevailing corporate ethic. Well, yes, the powers that be have finally admitted Ken Lay of Enron is a rascal and a greedhead. But please understand that Enron is a rogue, a bad apple in an otherwise golden corporate barrel. Then came a steady parade of top corporate honchos confessing that, well, yes, they also engaged in the same kind of price gouging, tax dodges, accounting shams, employee ripoffs, and other shady to illegal acts that have made Enron such an emblem of ethical disgrace. Here came Adelphia, Arthur Anderson, Dynagy, Global Crossing, Halliburton, Merrill Lynch, Quest, Reliance, Stanley Works, WorldCom, Xerox, and so many others that the one bad apple defense has had to give way to the realization that, holy moly, the whole barrel is rotten. What's causing this stink is the underlying ethic of greed that has only recently come to define corporate success. Of course, greed has always been present in the corporate world, but in the past couple of decades, it's gone from being one factor in corporate performance to the factor. Today, the bottom line is what matters to a CEO, period. Employees, the community, the environment, the national interest, the common good, the right thing to do, all are grouped as externalities, someone else's problem. From personal compensation to celebrity ranking, CEOs are rewarded for their single-minded and ruthless devotion to an ever-escalating stock price. A culture in which that bottom line is everything naturally attracts the whatever-it-takes, type A, get-out-of-my-way, the public-be-damned, ideologically narrow, self-aggrandizing Enroner to be in charge of these overbearing private empires. This is Jim Hightower saying, Congress, the media, and investors need not profess surprise and outrage when it's revealed that these greedheads are cutting every ethical corner to advance their own interest, since that is exactly what today's system is asking of them. It's this system itself that must be changed, so a CEO's performance is measured by more than the advancement of the corporation's avarice. And that will bring us to our artist of the episode. The artist of the episode for this episode is Anais Mitchell. Anais is a Vermont and Brooklyn-based singer-songwriter who comes from the world of narrative folk song, poetry, and balladry. This is from the AnaisMitchell.com website. She recorded for Ani DeFranco's Righteous Babe Records for several years before starting her own Wilderland label in 2012. Among her recorded works are six full-length albums, including 2010's sensationally reviewed Hades Town, a folk opera based on the Orpheus myth. 2012's Young Man in America, which was described by the UK's Independent as an epic tale of American becoming, and 2013's Child Ballads, a collaboration with Jefferson Hammer, which won a BBC Radio 2 Folk Award. And we'll hear a lot more about uh, the Hades Town um, album, including some songs from it, and the Broadway play that uh, what has grown out of it. And uh, got a story coming up about that. So, getting us started on the Aeneas Mitchell set, this is Song of the Magi off of the album The Brightness. Open wide the city gates 
And that was The Belly and The Beast off of the album Hymns for the Exiled. I really love that line about not knowing whether you're in the belly or whether you're the beast. Here's a piece from the New York Times. Anais Mitchell hopes to change the world with her first musical. The singer-songwriter Anais Mitchell grew up on a sheep farm in semi-rural Vermont to a soundtrack of folk ballads and protest music. As a child, she believed that, quote, if you could just write a good song, if you could just write a song good enough, you could change the world. That belief has never quite left her. She is testing it in her first musical, the theatrically frisky and musically daring Hades Town a version of the Orpheus myth retold in the American vernacular, which just opened at New York Theater Workshop. Charles Isherwood, writing in the New York Times, complimented her, quote, lovely music and well-turned lyrics. Variety called the work spellbinding. Ms. Mitchell first began work on Town a decade ago. The Orpheus myth, quote, is especially appealing for people who work in music, she explained. The myth tells of a famed lyre player who journeys into the underworld to rescue his beloved Eurydice. He can, he can have her only if he can lead her back to the surface without turning around to look at her. She'd loved the story as a child. After college, it began to fascinate her even more. Her vision of the myth takes place in a fable-like world that looks and sounds a lot like Depression-era America. Orpheus is a singer who can't provide for Eurydice, and Hades Town is not so much the underworld as a kind of infernal factory, a place that guarantees money and security, but at the expense of freedom. And we're going to hear a couple of tunes off of the album Hades Town. But first, one more from Hymns for the Exiled. This is Two Kids. But 
And that was off Hades Town. That was why we build the wall, featuring Greg Brown. Before that, I snuck in one extra song. I usually play four tracks by the featured artist of the episode, but snuck in a fifth because it was only about a minute long. We heard also off of Hades Town, Nothing Changes, featuring the Hayden triplets. Well, one thing that changes uh, every year is that the rich get richer. I guess the trend doesn't change, but uh, the number of billionaires that it takes to uh, match the wealth of the bottom 50% of the world changes. And um, Oxfam just released its latest number, uh, the... um, number for 2018 number of rich individuals that owned as much combined wealth as the poorest 50 percent of the entire global population that number is now 26. since last year's report the bottom half has become 11.1 percent poorer while the rich have uh, increased their wealth Um, as much, if not more, than that. I think the number the prior year was somewhere around 43 individuals had the combined wealth of the bottom 50% of the world. Here is Cindy Lauper off of The Essential Cindy Lauper. This is Money Changes Everything.
And that will just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical. Remember, you can email me at polyrical at gmail.com. You can follow at Polyrical on Twitter. And you can support this podcast by making a monthly pledge or a one-time pledge at polyrical.com. You can also hear me record this podcast live on Twitch. Just follow Unrelated Things on twitch.tv for more information. So as we exit this episode, we're going to hear Sinead O'Connor off of her album, Throw Down Your Arms. This is Untold Stories. Thanks for listening. Never been